0: All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Monday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM, Trent Condon. Ken Miller, for the next couple of hours, talking sports with you on what uh, promises to be a very, very busy week. Ton going on, of course, all eyes pointed towards Saturday. With a couple of big tilts at 11 o'clock in the morning, one scheduled for 6 o'clock that same night. Oh, please let Michigan-Iowa under the lights at Kinnick one more time happen Michigan we're looking at you uh, to get your uh, house in order and hopefully they will uh, and that game will come off uh, here's what's coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today toward the bottom of the hour we'll get our friend Scott Dockerman from the athletic we'll take a look back to Cyhawk Hawk on Friday with Doc to the win over Wisconsin on Saturday with Doc to the news from the Big Ten West that Levy Smith is looking for a new gig he gets away relatively, or Illinois gets away relatively cheap. Only, what, between two and $3 million yeah. buyout for him when you consider some of the others. Gus uh, Yeah, him in particular. Uh, so we'll talk to Scott Document at uh, 10.30-ish. Uh, Nick Athen will join us. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. The reigning champs had a struggle for a while yesterday, uh, but we'll uh, get uh, Nick's take on that as the Chiefs are now the one seed in the AFC Uh, like they need anything else to go their way. Buffalo took care of the Steelers last night. Uh, The Steelers, I think, uh, their downward spiral is... Maybe not in full swing, but uh, certainly their arrow is pointing in the wrong direction. Bama Bob Trent and I will go around college football. We'll talk about the news. We'll talk about the games that uh, took place this uh, weekend. And then Dave Sproul, our friend from KASI 1430 on the AM dial. He will be in Dallas for the Big 12 championship game 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Lots to get to. Dan Bailey can't uh, make a field goal or an extra point for that matter. Vikings, I'm not sure where their playoff hopes are. Uh, sit after that one, but certainly not uh, not good news for them. Lots going on. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. Good weekend. Exciting weekend. A lot of fun. A lot of frustrations. A gambling weekend that didn't go very well. Thank goodness for college basketball to keep me afloat because football, (laughs) both college and the NFL, did not go my way this weekend. I was on the Vikings side. Even college football, UCLA, that was the right side all game long. Yeah, except for the last what, twenty seconds, twenty seconds, twenty three seconds, or whatever it was. It was just one that is uniform game, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it really and truly is so good. Yeah, couldn't watch it on ABC, but could watch it on. Did you watch it on the iPad? Did you flip it on at all?
0: No, I yeah downstairs. I had to go downstairs to my office to watch it where I don't have anything hooked up. Um, Yeah, and again uh, for you, Iowa State fans. We talked about it last week. Just be prepared for Saturday if you're a DirecTV subscriber. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're aware of it by now. There had to be something on Channel 5 that would uh, have made you flip over. And when you got there, you would have seen the, I don't know what the hell it is, the page of graphics blaming the other party, as as they always do. And who pays the price? Well, it's us. Of course it always is. Uh, So let's go back and let's start the weekend For it started. I don't know how much we can... I mean, we we do have to pay tribute to Luca Garza, yeah. that that uh, that spurt that he was that he was on there. I mean, Trent, it was. I didn't want to say it was JV because I don't think that that that, that I think would be knocking some JVs out there when the, when he got it going and they were feeding him in the post, they had no answers for that. I mean, none whatsoever. Now, when he goes out of the game, when he gets his, picks up his second foul, and Fran McCaffrey does what Fran McCaffrey does and sits him on the bench, Iowa State was on a 17-2 to run without 55 on the floor.
2: Coincidence? Hmm, I don't know. Well, initially, Iowa State went on a run and, in fact, took the lead when Garza went out. Precisely. Now, everybody responded, and Iowa got the lead back there. But it's something that has always bothered me about Fran. You know, throughout this last decade, I'm a big Fran fan. Yep. I-, I think that... He gets too many arrows slung his way from the Iowa fan base. I, I'm with you, Trent. I'm, I'm a fan as well. I don't think people realize just what a difficult look yeah. the Iowa basketball job was right. when he took the job. First of all, most people believe Rain was going to take the St. John's job that was open at the time. And it was a surprise that he decided to come back to the Midwest and take the Iowa job. And if it wasn't him, some of the other names on that list are guys that have not worked out. Was it Gregory from Dayton that went down to Georgia Tech? He was a disaster. I don't even
0: remember the other guys that were were named
2: or speculated about, or maybe interviewed. I don't remember. And it wasn't a great list. I mean, outside of, well, go, go get Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl wasn't coming to well. Right. The pie-in-the-sky theories that were out there. The realistic names on the list. Fray McCaffrey was by far the best, and they got him, which is great by Gary Barta, mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, he needed one. I mean, he swung and missed previous. But they didn't have the facilities. They, right. did, they were behind... Basically, everybody in the Big Ten, short of Minnesota and Northwestern, in terms of facilities, the marketing department did them no favors on his first day. What was it? Let's get mad again. Yes, <laughs> right. The you <laughs> couple that. No, we're with already mad. We're already here. An Iowa program that, in the college basketball community, Steve Alford was thought to given been given a raw deal. Part of that was he'd been promised that practice facility that never came. Mm-hmm. But then he hired Licklider, and the depths that they went to, even the Dr. Tom, the way that played out. The Iowa basketball job was not looked at in a positive light. They got Fran. It was a difficult rebuild, but he got it done. And though the Fran fade in February, yeah, that frustrates me. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty that you can go there. What he has got this program back to is the level that Dr. Tom had it after his first three years. He got them back to the level that Iowa basketball realistically can be. Now, do you want to get to those heights of a Sweet 16 and competing for a regular season title and all those things? Yeah, but he's had those spurts. Does he have to be better in the Big Ten tournament? Sure. Mm-hmm. You can make those arguments. Mm-hmm. But overall, when you encompass everything, Fray McCaffrey, the job he has done is Incredibly good, and I just don't get some of the negativity. That aside, well, it's the histrionics
0: for some Trent that rub yes. people the wrong way. Not certainly not me, I I mean, that elevates him in my book. He's got an attitude, he fights for his team, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he lets, um, I mean, we there's no gray area, no, you got a pretty good idea what's going through his mind. Uh, but but back but to the, the two foul
2: thing, yeah, that, that's still, yeah, it, it, it always crap will.
0: Um, and the scheduling is another thing on yours on your list that not... see. And, th- and
2: this year, it's not a big deal. B. well, it's a pandemic year. First of all, right. I would like to see them instead of playing the Northern Illinois and the Southerns of the world. Beef those up a little bit. You know, take on mid-range, you know, good Summit League teams and mid-range A10 teams and schools like that. But I think we're picking nits at that point. And this year, you got Gonzaga. You got the Iowa State game, obviously, and of course, North Carolina. I'm fine with it during a pandemic. No, you can't beat it. No doubt about it. Um, positives from Iowa State,
0: and there were plenty. You no, know, I Johnson, yes, Xavier Foster, it got some playing time, mm-hmm. which was good to see, and, and a I thought shots. he made the most of it. Um, Coleman Lands is a, is a nice player. I thought Bolton maybe had his best game of the year, mm-hmm. but they were just out mantra. They were McCaffrey and Bohannon were one for ten, and
2: they won by twenty eight. Iowa didn't play an A game. And they won by 28. Right, And Iowa State lost by 28. And yet, talking to some Cyclone people like, I'm not that discouraged. Because there was the run when they uh-huh. took the lead. 17-2 run. They, they hung around. They made some plays in the first half. There was all those things that you can point at. Yeah, you lost by 28. But And this goes back to last year. I, I think we had this conversation a lot with Iowa State basketball. I like a lot of these pieces. You mentioned some of those guys. And they don't fit. Is that... Is it go back to coaching? Well, I want to see that trend. I think that's and that's what you
0: know. I've been harping about for the last since the season started. Take those pieces bring them together, and coach them up. Mm-hmm. That's what, to me, how Prom should be judged this year. There's not going to be a lot of wins. There hopefully will be tomorrow. There better be. That's what I'm saying, because it's K-State, and K-State's awful, and um, there's not going to be a ton of wins in the Big 12. So, you know, beat K-State tomorrow night. And then who do they have, I think, West
2: Virginia
0: on Friday. They
2: do, yeah. We talked to Eric Heff last night, uh, last week, excuse me, and he had mentioned they're going to be calling that game from, what is it, the somebody's... uh. Living room that they have like a studio built yes. and they're going to be doing the game right. from Dallas. I forgot about the day that. before the big twelve championship mm-hmm. game, so him and John Walters will be on the call, not from Hilton no nope. not from West Virginia they'll be doing it from. I wonder when the team is leaving. Well,
0: they now I would think normally they would have been there a couple of days earlier to yeah. do some you know marketing or whatever, do some interviews, some local stuff. But I I, I got to think this is just like a normal game, right? Probably leave yeah. on Friday. You know, maybe get a walkthrough in. Mm-hmm. I would think, of course, they're going to get walk through in in that building just to yep. see it for the first time. Go back to the hotel and it's an early kick. What a week! I mean, what a terrific week here uh, we're we're about to embark on. Um, you know, with sadly, both of them at eleven o'clock, uh, the Big Twelve championship game against Oklahoma. Meanwhile, one versus three, Gonzaga and Iowa at the exact same time, and then six o'clock. Uh, knock on wood, Michigan uh, and Iowa. So we did see Iowa play Wisconsin this past week, and um, again, Petrus has flipped the script. Yeah, right. slow, slow start. And then gets going a little bit. You know, when he gets confident, Trent, and mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do with it. When maybe one or two things go his way, as they did in Illinois after just stinking the joint out and seemingly on the precipice of, of being pulled in that game, only to go out and have a good drive. Um, and then we, we see the start. It was, I mean, it was a punt fest. It was a punt fed by both teams. And then things start going his
2: way a little bit. And he's a different quarterback. That confidence, it's something that you can't measure. And there's no way analytic for it. There's nothing you can put in the stat sheet to figure this out. But you can see it. Mm-hmm. You watch games and you can see where that happens. And I'm sure in practice, and that's the guy that the Iowa, the, the coaching staff was incredibly excited about and why we heard so many glowing praises, because that guy, guy during practice is probably there every single day. He's confident and he carries yep. himself like that. In a game, it can be shaken, but when it's going well, this is an above-average
0: quarterback yeah. at the very least. I, you know what? I think so, too. And Look, I don't know if he's going to be the starting quarterback next year, but he's certainly, to me, done, done enough, uh, showed enough this year. He's shown growth, okay? He has had some really difficult stretches. Mm-hmm. I mean, searching him on Twitter... It's fun to go back. I mean, the yeah. arrows that get pointed his way, and then the backtracking. At least the last couple of weeks. I don't know where where when it's all said and done, how he's going to be thought of um, uh, in the in the scope of things as far what what he does uh, at the University of Iowa. But you're seeing some steps, right? Right. You're seeing some steps in that. De- how about Campbell's place? My God, this kid's good.
2: He is. He is so good, Trent. And Seth Benson's a nice player. Yes, he is. Jack Campbell's a special player. I think he is too. And what does that mean going forward? And Eman moves on. He goes off to the NFL. Barrington Wade's a senior. Those guys are out there. Is that Benson moving outside? Mm. I, I would think that's probably going to be a piece that they're going to do. Remember, Jamon Colbert's going to be back yeah, next year.
0: forgot about him. Out of sight, out of mind. Kind
2: they're, of they're thing. They're excited about Justin Jacob. The, the linebacker group is there's plenty of depth uh-huh. there. And though they're only playing, I mean, for all intents and purposes, two and a half you know linebackers yep. now. With the cash cash position, we saw more linebacker play, more weight out there, because of who we were playing on Saturday. That was another takeaway for me. I know there were injuries, but boy, that Wisconsin offense <sighs> is bad. Their skill positions, they have none. Right. they really don't. Who they
0: have? No one to run the football. Berger, mm-hmm. their best running back, he didn't play. Right. Uh, the the receivers are pedestrian. Tight ends, okay. Mertz is. Eh. I mean, if if you had to. Um, Award the quarterback of the game. Yeah, uh, it certainly wasn't going to the guy on the visiting sideline. At least that's how I saw it, anyway. So good for Iowa. All the uh, all the hardware is now back where it belongs. Um,
2: and Wisconsin. Meh. So back to Peters for a moment. You know, just two weeks ago, I didn't think there was any doubt that this was going to be an open quarterback competition. Oh, I still when hope we get it is. January. But how open? N- not the level that we saw. When Kirk had that January press conference, CJ Beathard after the Tax Slayer Bowl, CJ, right, C.J. Beathard tonight—it's right. not going to be. And they didn't talk after the game. Remember right. that? I don't think it's going to be anything like that. He is the starter, but. How much is his gap widened compared to just a couple weeks ago? Oh, significantly. Yeah, yeah, significantly. It, it would take a lot for him not to be the starter I, game one next year. No, I think so too. I think so too.
0: As, as we sit here today, look, I, I I'm not going to sit and try and BS anybody that I've seen uh, these other guys, but. Um, and and there and there's certainly been moments in both the Illinois game and the Wisconsin game that drive you absolutely nuts. There was one in the Wisconsin game. I don't remember the exact circumstances, but I remember thinking that what are you doing? Oh, there was no the intentional grounding. It was in the first quarter. That's what it was. It was an intentional grounding penalty uh that was um uh charged against him. It's just come on. But then <laughs> then the switch flips and, and he's a different quarterback. And he was. So, so good for him. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, let's take a couple of calls in here. Uh, we're going to get Scott Dockerman, uh, toward the bottom of the hour. Um, what else? Oh, um, Charlie Jones punt, too. I mean, I yeah. love the kid that he's aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit too aggressive there. Don't you have to know kind In that of, kind of game, right? Too. Yeah. Well, situation man and and, and, and i'm not asking him to know the history of Wisconsin special teams because he is a newcomer to the program but boy oh boy um yeah that was and he's been good he he's been really good all right the phone lines are absolutely jammed you got a lot on your mind we will try and get through as many as we can here ray is up first ray welcome to Miller and Condon. what's on your mind turn your radio down
3: good morning guys morning, i'll ray. To your your little talk about direct tv yes if you have an extra smart TV in your house, YouTube TV usually has one week free trial. Oh yeah. So you can to ABC for uh, watch the game on Saturday.
2: It's a good uh, workaround.
0: That is a good workaround, right?
3: Yeah, they uh, every time I go on their website, they always have a one week free trial.
0: <laughs> so you've you've uh, you signed in under various names, have you, to keep uh, taking advantage of that?
3: Well, I cut the cable a couple of years
0: ago. Did you? Been on YouTube for, for a couple of years now. Got. Um, are you an Iowa State fan, Ray? Yes, I am. Yeah. Do you like their chances on Saturday? Oh, I'm so nervous about it. I.
4: Just,
1: it's Oklahoma. I just. I, I just don't know.
0: I think they got a great chance to win the football game. I really. I'm not just I, saying this, Ray. I, I truly believe that they can win this football game. I really do.
3: If they come in playing like they did yeah. in West Virginia, I think they do. If they stumble a little bit, I think Oklahoma's going to walk all over.
0: Yeah, if Purdue, if, if Purdy plays like Purdy has played the last few weeks, they can win the football game. Ray, got to move on. Thanks for, uh, thanks for that piece of information. Appreciate the heads up. Jeff is with us. Jeff, you're next. Uh, what's on your mind?
1: All right, guys. Uh, Trent, here we go. Um, Christmas will come early for the Hawk basketball team, and here's why. Um, Trent, let me ask you, does uh, Iowa have one of the best players and one of the best big men in college basketball, yes or no? No doubt about it. Okay, so on top of that, if he plays bad, they have, I don't know, three or four very well spot-up shooters, or they can extend for about 24, 25 feet.
0: As we saw against North Carolina. Yep.
1: Okay, now you have a nice bench. You have probably, I don't know, maybe two players that can break, break you down off the dribble and get to the hoop, yes or no?
2: Yes. Yeah, Wieskamp okay. is doing what I wanted to see. He's taking guys off the dribble.
1: Agree. Now, most people who are Hawks fans, they're going to bring up their defense. And sure, absolutely. Here's the deal. I coach basketball. You guys watch basketball. I watch basketball. If you can just get a bend but not break defense, good enough, that can get you three, four games come March. That's all, in my opinion, that's all that you need. So if Iowa can just lose, you know, again, bend but not break, I think they match up great against Gonzaga, but win or lose, I don't really care what they do against Gonzaga. Play well, yeah. but I want them trending, like Trent said, I want them trending in February and March, not fading in February and March. So that's my take. Christmas come early for the Hawks, and the needle for the Michigan-Iowa game, for me, means nothing. I wanted them to play Indiana mm-hmm. for bowl you know, projections because – Indiana-Purdue, Indiana's going to win that game, and then Iowa's going to, what, go back to the Outback Bowl? That doesn't do it for me as an Iowa yeah, fan. Yeah,
0: the, the ones I've seen in the Outback Bowl is in play. Mm-hmm. the uh, What's the, the, uh, the Gator Bowl is in play? citrus the, uh, That's the one. I yeah. beg your pardon. The Citrus Bowl is in play. Uh, the Music City in Nashville is in play. For Iowa State, it looks like it's one of two. Win? Well, hang on a second. Does Northwestern beat Ohio State? No. Okay, that's, that's out of the equation then. So then it's the Cotton Bowl if they win. If Oklahoma wins, I think the furthest you're going to fall is the Alamo against whoever uh, Colorado. Washington. Washington would make some sense. Oregon. Maybe, yeah, maybe Oregon. Those three schools. Um, but the Cotton Bowl might be a Texas A&M. Could be Florida. Could be Florida. You know what, Trent? Is it is it just me? I think there's easy money to be made on Saturday night.
2: It, it feels that way. I
0: haven't had this feeling since Hoiberg's first game against Drake.
2: Coach Hoiberg, Iowa State, Favorite against Favored by Drake. one and a half. half. How is this line this tight? Drake's terrible. Drake's terrible. And what happens?
0: And well, I I don't know what happened. It was the be- worst beating I've ever taken in my life, and that's the last time I ever bet a local team because I went on Twitter like an idiot. <laughs> um, GMAC doesn't w- lose that game. Uh-huh. Hoyberg's over us, and I was I was all in favor of the Hoyberg hire, but anyways, I've, I, I was I was a fool. But this looks like free money. How is the how in hell is Florida going to keep this game against Alabama under three touchdowns? It's not even that seventeen, seventeen and a half. Kyle Pitts? Yeah. Alabama's got some athletes they on their defense. They struggle against Mississippi. How are they going to stop Alabama's offense? They're not. They're not. They're not. Every time they get the ball, I believe Alabama can score against Florida. Kyle Trask is a nice story. Alabama's got some dudes on that defense. Trent, I think they're going to absolutely crush
2: them. 49-38's a cover.
0: See, I don't think they're going to get 38. Yeah, probably not. Alabama's been an annuity every Saturday. Over these last few weeks, the domination of Arkansas. Oh.
2: What a good story! That not even close. No,
0: it wasn't even close. Um, look, I, that's how I see it. I think if you're if you're going to bet this game, bet it now because I think this line's just going to keep going up and up. And I'm up. sure it is. Don't yeah. you
2: think? Yeah, absolutely.
0: I could say, what's the Iowa Michigan number? It's uh, around bid, fourteen. Right? I wish you'd crush Michigan. They
2: should. Yeah. Now, are you disappointed in the opponent? See, I'm not because it is Michigan because it's the name brand, uh-huh. but. And they want, and the Big Ten wanted to play the rivalry games, right? right? They
0: wanted to play for the Axe. They wanted to play for the Old Oaken Bucket.
2: Um, they wanted to get that game in. I understand the frustration, though, from Hawkeye fans because you win that game if you play Indiana. There is a chance that they get into the top twelve, and with it, they get a New Year's a New six Year's game. Six, yeah. So, whatever it turns out to be, a, a return trip to the Orange Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, whatever it would be. Mm, I've seen Fiesta. Yeah. I mean, Fiesta Bowl against USC. Be pretty fun, right? Mm-hmm. Rematch well, last game, year's Bowl
0: other, game. That, that game was crazy on Saturday night, nuts. the finish of that. Did you have UCLA? I did. Oh, 59 minutes and 37 seconds. They're winning that football game. You're covering that number only to have it go against. It isn't betting fun? No, <laughs> it wasn't last week. It wasn't it was last sure, week. No. How did you do in your picks
2: on our little one contest? and four? You're, wow, uh, you're I mean, cutting back into me, right? Yeah, What'd you go? Four and one. Look at that. All of a sudden, you are you were seven down before. Now you picked up three. You're back within four games. Yeah, we'll see another good week. Another good week. NFL uh, one
0: takeaway in the NFL before we go to break was what for you?
2: The Bears got the right quarterback. Now that's that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> that was not a truthful statement. Um, how about David Montgomery running away from dudes? Yeah, and we have not seen that. We have out not of him. seen that. I
0: mean, no, when he gets through those holes, he's you know normally run down late, uh, but not yesterday. How about the Vikings' kicking issues oh my just gosh, continuing
2: right? that? They've got to cut him today. Oh no doubt. Watching that game and just seeing Bailey, Mm -hmm. even as he was lining up, you could just, you could feel the aura coming Mm. off of him that there's no chance. And those kicks, outside of one that one was relatively
0: close, the other ones were not even close.
2: Awful. Yeah, he's
0: cut. Uh huh. And this is the second week in a row that he's had these
2: problems. Those 10 points would have been nice if you had a Vikings yeah. ticket, as I did.
0: Oh, did you? Yeah, you did. You picked them in our contest, mm-hmm. too. Scott Dockerman's next. More NFL conversation at 10.50. Back to college football at 11.05. Bama Bob Trent and I around college football. Uh, and then Dave Sproul, who is going to be in Dallas uh, covering Iowa State and Oklahoma, and that number's what, five? Oklahoma favored by a handful? Five
2: and a half is what I'm seeing pretty much everywhere in Vegas right now. Open at four and a half most places, so mm-hmm. a little bit of Oklahoma money, but open a little bit tighter than we originally had heard last week. Because it was, what, seven, I think, yeah. when we were told? Yep, that's what uh, Chris Andrews uh-huh. at the South Point had it. That was going into the West Virginia game for Iowa State. So maybe that was worth a couple of points right there. Um, why can't Iowa State win? Oh, I have no reason. I'm with you. No. I can't think. Brock, Brock Purdy plays the way he's playing,
0: Brees Hall is going to get his. I think they found that uh, that second there, that, uh, that other than Hutchinson, they were looking for that number two. I think Sean Shaw's taking that. The tight ends, I would like to see Sainer get out of that walking boot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to have three of them, because instead of, you know, I thought of him as just a, he's in the block, period. Mm-hmm. But no, that's not the case at all. Allen will get his. Kohler is going to get his. Defense is playing at a high level. My call this week will do him a world of good because he's a little bit banged up as well.
2: The narrative. I hope it doesn't come down to a field goal. Good point. The narrative, though, that Oklahoma is so much better, Iowa State so much better than they were when that game was first played. That's too. That's true. I agree. Yes, Brock Oklahoma Purdy. is better. Yeah, property played Purdy. terrible at that time. Right. And he threw a couple of balls that should have been picked in that uh-huh. game. I don't think he throws that ball. Those balls this week. Iowa State's a lot better too. So no. when you hear that from the Oklahoma side of things. Don't forget, right? Iowa State's a lot better than the first time these two teams played, too. No question about it. Look,
0: uh, I think it was pledge was the running back Pledger uh, the first time? I think it was. Now Stevenson is there. Big but, Pled, but He is, but Pledger got his. He did, and yeah. He, he ran for a significant, mm-hmm. chunky yardage. Ronnie Perkins is the guy you're going to hear a lot about. Number seven, he comes off the end. Um, he's a good player, and, mm-hmm. and he didn't play in that football game. But you know what? Iowa State's offensive line is a yes. lot better as the season has gone on. They're, they're they're not, they're not going to win the Moore Award for the right. best
2: offensive line in the country. But
0: they are more than efficient and adequate from what they have been over the past few years to where they're at now. Iowa State could win this football game. Um, I know you see those helmets and and our first caller today. Ray and Boone, I think it was. He's very mm-hmm. nervous. The entire nation, uh, Cyclone Nation is nervous. I get it. Never been here before. Um could be fun. Uh, it's 1025. Scott Document is next. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106. The Ad Council.
1: It's time for the Urology Center of Iowa Audio Cut of the Day.
2: 37 first down. <laughs> 25, Petra. <laughs>
4: set to me appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa at
1: 515 3550 or iowauro.com
0: Alright, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM Randall's partner, Spencer Tillman mm-hmm. what was he trying to say, the difference between the pig and the bull and, the bull? and something about one of them is a castrated did I didn't understand it. I wasn't following what? where he was I, going. I don't think he understands. Not I, the
2: best day for that crew who I normally enjoy. Yeah, no. A lot of mispronunciations. Still some furrences out there, right? But the but the cast a pig is
0: on is a cat. I I I wish I would have saved it and gone back. Scott, documents here from the Athletic. Uh, By the way, our our take on Spencer Petras arrow pointing up a little bit is not going over overwhelmingly Mm -hmm. amongst Hawkeye Nation right now. Sure, the overall statistics aren't there, but I don't know what you've been watching.
2: It's a better quarterback than we saw just a couple
0: weeks there ago. There is no question in my mind he's a better quarterback. Now, he hasn't been perfect in the Illinois game, nor was he in the Wisconsin game. But he's shown glimpses. Didn't he, Scott Dockerman? Would you agree with that, Doc, that we've uh, certainly seen more from Petrus in both Illinois and Wisconsin? Not perfect by any means, uh, but he's making some plays. I think that's a,
4: that's a positive. He's also not making the critical mistake, whether that's by luck or design. Um, That seems to be the case. So I think you've got to give him credit for that. Um, He does have a lot of room to grow as a quarterback. And I think a lot of people are conveniently forgetting the struggles Rick Stanzi had as a a sophomore in 2008. They uh, were very comparable, in fact, to what uh, Pete, Petras is going through, but you know, Rick also kind of was a swashbuckler out there, a gunslinger, and, uh, and Petras, but you know what, he he's won six games in a row, he, at least they're on his ledger, and, and some of the passes he threw to, to Amir Smith-Marset were pretty good, and I think people will start to warm up to him a little bit.
2: Well, the second touchdown by Smith-Marset, a beauty, <laughs> nice throw, and then the flip into the end zone, it was our Urology Center of Iowa cut of the day. Doc, what do we know about Smith-Marset? He says he's okay, came back after going to the locker room in a walking boot. How bad is ankle sprain? Is that what we're going with?
4: Yeah, that's what we're going with. He called a precautionary after the game. That seems to be the case. I mean, you know, the x-rays were negative. So it's somewhat of a sprain or an, or an owie. You know, how <laughs> how big did it swell up or, or what? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know, he, he, he lives on the edge. And he has as a player, and that was a case in point. But, um, but he also, I know when asking him about, you know, what Kirk thought, he's like, well, he shouldn't be bad. We're up twenty one to seven now. So, um, you know, I think you, you've got to take the good and the bad with him sometimes because he's gonna he's gonna make some plays that are special and unique, and he showed that the other day.
2: With what happened this summer, does that happen without that? Do the snow angels after the game, Mm. the players going onto the field and doing that, do those things happen without this past summer and the way it went for Iowa football?
4: Oh, that's a great question. I really can't answer whether if something wouldn't have happened or would have happened if that situation didn't take place. All I know is that these guys are really together. And in every conversation I've had with them, and I've had several conversations off record with, other, with people connected, that they've made a lot of strides. And they've really all collectively worked hard to make this, uh, this whole situation better. And uh, so you've got to give credit to everyone involved. I mean, for, for Kirk Ferentz to, to, you know, when it was forced upon him to recognize the changes that needed to be made, he made them, he stuck with them. He was humble enough to, to do that. And then also for the players to believe that he was the right guy. And then, of course, when uh, things were going awry, when they were 0-2, um, it could have went any any direction. And they all believed in each other. And uh, they're having as much fun collectively as a team as I've seen at in Iowa in, you know, in the, the 15, 16 years that I've been here.
0: It's a far cry from Weeks 1 and 2, especially Week 1, the Purdue loss and then uh, the Northwestern uh, having the lead and giving it up like that. Uh Doc, uh, had you ever heard of illegal kicking, uh, as we saw with Tory Taylor? As the ball hits the ground, he drops the uh, snap, and uh, the ball's on the ground, he kicks it off the ground. I was impressed by how far he was able to get it down the field. It's, it's unfortunate it didn't count. I didn't know that rule. Did you?
4: I really didn't, and I, I was—I've kind of embarrassed to admit that because you know I'm like, you know, how's that different from a drop kick? I don't know if the ball needs to bounce off the turf and, and in order for it to to count as a drop kick in the old, you know, the really old days of football. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and it's, it's apparent that Tory Taylor had no idea either. Right, and, and uh, if you don't blame him because he's never he never saw it from he never saw an American football game in person until he got here. If I'm struggling with a rule like that. Why wouldn't he? But I think he knows it now. Uh, I thought the most impressive part by far and away out of that play was how can you get it like 30 yards down the field, kicking it like a soccer ball with all those people there? How did it not deflect off somebody and end up in a... You know, out of bounds or something. I don't know. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was something, no doubt about it.
0: Was that Matt Hankins' best game of the year? I thought he's he jumped off the screen at me. There were a lot of guys on defense that made plays, and it's seemingly every week it's you know and this is a good thing. It, it's it's somebody different, right? It's been um, it, it's been a variety of different guys. I thought Hankins jumped off the television screen this past week.
4: Oh, for sure. I mean, he was. He was great in locking down coverage. I mean, Wisconsin didn't have its top two receivers, so I I had a feeling that Iowa was going to really stifle the passing game for for Wisconsin. But he, you know, he went out like a boss on Senior Day. Yep. And I mean, granted, they still have one more game at home, but you know, between himself and Chauncey Golston, yep. I mean, you know, Iowa does that. Iowa has those senior guys who who take steps and go from being good players to. To very very good players, and they certainly did. And then that, that finale, um, you know, regular season, regularly scheduled finale, really was the the apex of their careers. And and uh, you know, Matt Hankins, you know, put up some tape that I think uh, NFL evaluators will will really watch closely.
2: Next on the docket, it's Michigan, and I know there are plenty of Hawkeye fans frustrated. Wanted to see the number 2 team from the East. Wanted to see Indiana and the possibility that goes along with it of maybe getting a New Year 6 game now that more than likely is off the table unless Purdue would upset Indiana. Where are you with the selection process and how this ultimately played out with the crossovers and a couple of the non-crossovers, East versus West?
4: Well, it's, it's a difficult situation considering what we're into in, in 2020. Everything's open to change, as we saw last week with the rules on who gets in the championship game or not. Um, I, I, I don't fault at all the Big Ten for scheduling this game or Minnesota Wisconsin. I mean, they're the right. two most played rivalry games in, in Big Ten history. And the thing is, it's easy for Iowa fans to criticize this game, but can you imagine if you just didn't get a chance to play? Wisconsin, Minnesota, mm. Iowa State, and Nebraska all the same year. That's what this game is like for those two teams. It is the most important game every year. And so they should have that opportunity to play. And I'm glad that they are. And I would have loved to have seen Iowa versus Indiana, simply because I like good games.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think
4: that would have been a great matchup. And uh, the winners certainly would have been deserving of a, of a New Year's Six Bowl. And I think, I think both teams still are. Um, regardless, I, I, I was, you know, at 16, I think they'll probably move up a spot or two maybe, uh, this week, but I, I, I think that both teams are deserving of that strong consideration. And, um, you know, whether or not that happens, it, 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 it all depends on what happens this weekend, but, um, you know, playing Michigan at home at Kinnick at night, Yep um, you know, let's take a step back. That's that's a pretty cool matchup, mm-hmm. no matter how bad the Wolverines are this year as compared to their history.
0: No doubt about it. Uh, Doc, what are you hearing about Illinois? Of course, Lovey Smith got his walking papers yesterday. Seems to be a lot of Brett a buzz out there. Born in Illinois, played at Iowa, coached at Wisconsin. I mean he's got it uh, uh, this part of the Big Ten footprint surrounded uh, personally, I hope that's, I hope he gets the gig. I think that that would juice up this Illinois program a little bit. Are you hearing that uh, he's amongst the most likely candidates to at least be in the mix? What are you hearing?
4: Uh, I, right now, the one name that's been circulated the most is Jeff Munkin from Army. Okay. And that makes sense, too. He's an Illinois native, and uh, he's really run a high-caliber program. His family still lives there. Just, uh, you know, to me, that's that's somebody you have to absolutely look at because he's had high level success with a kind of a unique offense, um, in an environment where you've got to coach different types of athletes. You don't get every, re- just go and recruit them. You have to, you know, you have to have a senator sign off on it. So I think that's, um, that's the person I would look at for Illinois because I think in the Big Ten West, you can't just merely decide we're going to build. Along the line of scrimmage and try to outflug Iowa and Wisconsin. Ultimately, you have to beat them and ultimately you have to compete there. But I think you're going to have to do something a little bit different in order to, to be successful at Illinois until you can reach that level. Minnesota has done the best job of the bunch of, of competing there. I mean, Northwestern has been there for a long time. But I, I think Illinois needs, I think the triple option attack in, right. in Champaign, that's going to be tough for some teams to stop. And if you can get good at it, They'll beat, they'll beat some teams. They'll beat
2: Iowa once in a while. Intriguing at the very least. Something that hasn't happened a whole lot with Illinois football. Daka, before we let you go, let's jump into a little bit of basketball. Iowa with the big week. Dominating performances against Carolina and Iowa State. Northern Illinois yesterday and now it is Gonzaga. Number one in the country, though, They're on pause, I believe, tomorrow is when they're going to get back on the practice floor if everything's okay there. Huge matchup coming up on Saturday, but just your overall thoughts on this Iowa team. Perfect start to the year.
4: I mean, it's been static. Iowa has been playing at a much higher level than I think we would have even anticipated going into the season. I mean, I think everybody respected that the Hawkeyes were a good team. But You know, it's it's one thing to uh, perform and be number three. It's another thing to act like it, and that's certainly the way they have. I mean, North Carolina was impressive because they got out to an early lead. They withstood a run from a very, very good team in North Carolina, and then they they pushed it and won by double figures at home. And uh, the, the difference, I was at Chapel Hill six years ago when they knocked off the Tar Heels, and afterwards, that team was just over the moon with, with winning that game. In this case, it was more expected, and I think that's interesting because that's an organic mindset that this program has right now. And uh, and then you look at Iowa State. I mean, I thought Iowa State played really hard. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that they're a good team, but I, I think they really played hard. And then, and then uh, they pushed Iowa when the, Iowa needed to be pushed, but then Iowa came alive in the mm-hmm. second half, but certainly Luka Garza did. Right, And then finally yesterday, uh, an overmatched opponent, you went out and beat them. You had a lot of players playing a lot of minutes. That's important uh, as you start to figure out your bench and, and just get everybody in and make them feel good. So uh, right now I think not only are they where they should be uh, and expect to be, I think they might be a little bit ahead of where I thought they'd be.
0: Well, massive test coming up on Saturday, uh, no doubt about that. So, Doc, just the what? One, one last thing uh, before we let you go. Um, back, but back to football. It seems as if there are going to be some cancellations. What's the deadline? Do you think that the Big Ten, if they have to shuffle things around, a will they, and b. What do you think the debt is? Because it almost makes sense that you can't get much past Wednesday. I'm not even sure you can get past Tuesday. If, say, Michigan can't go or Indiana can't go or Purdue can't go. So hopefully it's Purdue that can't go so we can get Indiana and Iowa. Uh, but what have you heard? Are they going to try and, you know, make sure that um, they keep as many games as possible if some teams can't answer the bell?
4: <laughs> it's it's. It's really an uncharted territory right now, and and I mean you've seen these games get canceled. I I don't know that that they would press that hard um, to make sure these games got in, other than the championship, of course. Uh, you know, Purdue, Indiana is more, I think they're more touchy than Michigan is. I think so too. I think Michigan is probably more ready to play. Uh, you know, but it, this thing is so, so unpredictable, and Iowa hasn't been touched by this yet. Yep. which is crazy. I mean, they're one of only three teams that haven't had to worry about this. So um, cancellation, flipping games around, I don't I don't know that that will end up happening. I think it will probably, you know, I mean, Purdue and Indiana are so touchy right now. Well, you know, I'm, I, I would give that one probably 50-50 at best, a chance to, at actually going. And uh, both of them were in similar situations last week. So I, if Michigan can't go, I, I probably would guess that Iowa won't play. That that's probably what will end up happening.
0: Fingers crossed. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Doc, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate you coming on. All right. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Uh, he joins us uh, seemingly each and every Monday. We'll get a timeout. Nick Athen coming up. We'll get back to the NFL. You know, almost uh, Jim Phillips, Northwestern mm-hmm. AD, is now the ACC commissioner in waiting. Yes. They've given him the gig. Big Ten swing and miss. Because he was before yeah. Kevin Warren got was was a name mm-hmm. that seemed to be the guy that you know the people that we talk to that cover the league betting favorite he was wasn't he and he's right there in their backyard <laughs> literally uh, anyways uh, we will come back we'll get into the Chiefs. Uh, the Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten, the AFC West, and the AFC in general, is the Chiefs are now the one seed. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, one Get Hope, HopeLawFirm.com. Welcome back, Miller and Condon. Right now, Iowans need help feeding their families. Food Bank of Iowa is working to make sure they have the food they need. You can help. Every dollar donated creates up to four mil meals for Iowans in need. Visit org to learn more. Well, what did we learn about those first-place Kansas City Chiefs? They're very good, even when maybe they're not playing their best game. They are still elite Although Drew Locke threw twice as many touchdowns as Patrick Mahomes, Trent, yesterday. So that was. uh, Look at you. There is that, right? Hello, Nick Athan, primetimesportstalk.com, at Chiefs Insider (laughs) on Twitter. How are you, Nick Athan?
3: Doing great. How are you guys doing?
0: Doing well. So what did you think of the uh, of the Chiefs yesterday? Again, as we've seen numerous times, they fall behind. Uh, but that doesn't right. really matter, right? Because there's so many weapons, whether it's, you know, Kelsey or Hill or Watkins. He had a big uh, Ke- hardman doing what he does, flaunting that speed on yep. special teams. It's Just so many weapons, <clears throat> Nick.
3: You know, I think Nate Burleson said it best this morning on Good Morning Football. And he's you know, talking about the Chiefs, he goes, you're never gonna turn the T V off. Right. And I, I just think that's what we have. I think the expectation that this team is gonna blow everybody out, and they still, under the Patch Mahomes there, I said this a couple weeks ago, have never played a four quarter game with Patch Mahomes under center. Never. The best maybe two and a half quarters where they just been absolutely dominant. You know, they were dominant yesterday at a period of time and then the defense got a little lax and you know Steve Spagnoli was a little less aggressive and then there's some miracle catches and things like that. But at the end of the day, this team is just built to win. It doesn't care the situation. It doesn't care the circumstance. As fans, we get frustrated. You know, we're cussing and screaming, oh, my God, how could they do this? And it's going to be – we have to let go of the past. This is not the old Chiefs. It's not ever going to be the old Chiefs again. It's going to be these Chiefs that are past and that people get upset because they have doubts. But it's just not going to happen. The Chiefs weren't going to lose that game yesterday. They just know how to win close games. I mean, they don't care. This – This is the best team I've ever seen under adversity in my 58 years of being a football fan I've ever seen overcome on a a weekly basis. It's amazing.
2: Nick, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going the wrong way, now losers of two in a row with it. That second loss gives uh, the Chiefs right now the number one seed. Who concerns you most? Chiefs are a clear favorite in the AFC, but who concerns you most in a playoff game in Arrowhead coming to town?
3: This is going to sound really bad. The Chiefs themselves. I mean, honestly, it's just this football team and their lack of focus sometimes and their lack of aggressiveness and, and the miscues. I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest. This is a blowout. If McCole Hardman, you know, doesn't fumble, you know, they're about to score again. If, if, if Patrick Holmes throws that ball an inch higher, two inches higher to Tyree Kill, I mean, that's probably 14 points. And this is a different conversation today. They keep finding ways to get in their own way. And that's the only thing I think that can stop them. And even when that happens, and we've seen it every single game this year, where the Chiefs have gotten in their own way, they still find a way to win, even though when you you, you don't think that they can. But, 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 but on the other side, you know, uh, the Titans, they scare me a little bit. The Steelers, I'm not too concerned about. I think the Ravens, you know, if the Ravens win out, which I think they will, they kind of seem like they've got their little, They've got their step again. Um, you know, I still think defensively they've got a lot of holes, um, even though they shouldn't at this point. But, you know, they could be motivated enough to come into Arrowhead, you know, in an AFC championship game um, and beat them. And so could the Colts. And the Colts are a good sound yeah, football team. You know, well. Rivers is just, Rivers is my comeback guy of the year, even though I think it's going to go to Al Smith. But oh, so Rivers, for sure. to me, was always the comeback guy. Um, you know, I thought he's, he's played terrific. Uh, for the Colts. And what he did yesterday to the Raiders was just was impressive.
0: You didn't mention the team that I would have put on there because they're a cold-weather team. And if it is, and it will be, you would think, in late January, cold weather at Arrowhead. Josh Allen yep. and those Buffalo Bills, they're, they're arrows pointing up. Singletary can run it. Yep. Uh, Se- uh, Stephon Diggs played mm-hmm. out of his mind last night. The tight end is good. They've got a really good secondary I think yep. the Bills might be the team, Nick, that could give these Chiefs. I'm not sure anybody will, but I, but it yep. might be the Bills.
3: I I think they're a year away from from that that step. I mean, I I really do. I mean, they you know, they learned how to win last year. They won some big games. You know, they've won some big games too. But you know, the Chiefs the Chiefs exposed them at a time when they were virtually 100 percent healthy. So I, I, I'm not too concerned about that. I mean, I watched most of the game last night. There were periods where they just they looked lost offensively. They played a really good team. But, but man, when the Steelers turned, dialed up the blitz and, and Josh Allen kept making those throws, and you know, Diggs was his only option every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why. Or
0: Knox, the first. tight end. He, he went to Dawson Knox yeah. a little bit.
3: Yeah, he did. And, and and you've got those two weapons, but, you know, the Chiefs have four or five weapons yeah. offensively. But anyway, So you, you it's math at that point. You know, it's five <laughs> weapons versus two. It's a lot easier to defend the Bills um, with a week to prepare than it is the Chiefs with a week to prepare. And, uh, you know, I, I think I – listen, I love Josh Allen. I think he is I the, the second-best young quarterback in the NFL right now, hands down. I don't think there's any competition to it uh, next to Patrick Mahomes. And they're going to win a Super Bowl with that kid. There's no question in my mind. I don't think this is the year. I still think they have to go through that step that the Chiefs went through where they – you know, they're a high seed and they lose something in the playoffs and, you know, they got to have that moment, you know, they haven't had that moment yet. And I think that's important for the growth of any young quarterback to, to, to see what they can do after, you know, a big adversity. And, and I, I just don't, I just don't see the bills in the championship game. I just, I just don't
0: see it. We shall see. Nick Athen, PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. Nick, uh, New Orleans this uh, week, go on the road. I'm not sure what Drew Brees' situation is going to be, but uh, if he can't answer the bell, New Orleans has absolutely no shot. Nick Athen, thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. All right, guys. Appreciate it very much. Good to talk to you. Nick Athen, PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. As we talk talk a little. Boy, they're going to be tough to beat. Yes, they are. Jesus, I hate to say it. Uh, Hour number two coming up next. Bama, Bob Trent, and I will go around college football. Dave Sproul and I will stay at the bottom of the hour. Mr. Monday night before we get out of here as well. Miller and Condon till noon, 1460, 106.3 FM.